Hello, Gen X. Welcome back to the water cooler. It's good to see you again. I've just recently returned from a, a quick spring break trip with my daughter, and I'll touch on that in a second. So I'm I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm it's it's good to be back with you. There's quite a bit to talk about. And you know, while I was gone the past week, it definitely seems like uh, the the world is spinning out of control. Still, it's been a crazy week. I don't want to dwell on too many of these stories. Uh, this week, so I'm in a good mood, uh, but we will touch basely on that real quick on them, and and then maybe we can uh, talk about them next time we get some water together. Uh, first things first, though, I saw that hilarious clip of uh, hilarious and sad uh, the, of Joe Biden stumbling up the stairs to Air Force One, and of course, you know, the internet did its thing uh, with that one, so it's it it was it was funny. Um, but also sad and sobering. It's not surprising to any of us who've uh, had concerns about someone his age and with his obvious uh, faculty decline uh, that he has shown that he would do uh, something like that. And it certainly does not project an image of strength around the world. So it's while it's funny and it's humorous, we can chuckle about it a little bit, but it, it's definitely something that's emblematic of concerns that many of us have had for a very, very long time. Um, but again, I don't want to dwell on that one too much. Um, also, you know, the the crisis at the border just you know, keeps on keeping on. Um, I, that's something that's definitely sobering and, and certainly sad to watch and surreal uh, when you get a load of the hypocrisy of the press corps and how they're treating this and it somewhat ignoring it, although it's getting to a point where they just can't ignore it anymore. Um, and it, it's been you know, recently come to light that reporters were, were being kept away from these facilities um, with these these migrants and those that were being detained at the border. And there's that one series of pictures is really bizarre of these, these poor folks sleeping on the floor in these space blankets and it just looks like a bunch of baked potatoes, you know. At first, I want to want to gasp that that someone forgot to poke holes in them. They're just going to explode in the microwave. I mean, they look like a a bunch of, of of potatoes that are are getting ready to be prepared. But no, those are actual human beings, you know. And there there are more have been more traffic accidents of of automobiles and trucks uh, full of people that that are 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 just causing mass death and it's just it's just so sad to watch but you know luckily uh president gropey is uh is sending uh vice president heels up to the border to to be the one to fix things and and hopefully she'll be done cackling to to be able to handle it which i, I very I have very little faith in in her to do so but uh here we go we'll see where that goes also as you know sad news you saw those that story the, those uh, shootings at those spas in Atlanta uh extremely sad uh, you know, six or seven or so people died um it was played up as this uh attack on Asians which seems kind of odd for a number of reasons first of all you know two of the victims were not asian um but you know the rest were and it's just sad you know it's sad that those people died sad that that nutcase for whatever reason, felt like he had to do it. We'll see as more facts come out. Um, but it, that, that that loss of life was just sad. Um, one of them, I believe, is a new mother, and you, know, you can go on and on for each of those those individuals. It's just terribly sad to see. But you know, culturally, um, it, it's it's 
nauseating when you see this knee-jerk cultural spewing when that happens something like this you know there was just this immediate outcry of of decrying all you know racial violence towards asians and when i that in fact i i heard about that before i even heard about the shooting you know i, I saw you know nba players and businesses were were doing it i I've even had something in, in my company this note that came around and i didn't understand at first i thought there was just you know some general um you know violence that's increasing against Asians around the country, you know, be, you know, blaming them for the the virus and whatever it may be, but no, it was cent- centered around this this incident, and it sounds like it wasn't even racially motivated at all. We'll we'll find out more as details come out, but it sounds like this guy had some weird weird slant towards spas and thought that they were sexually deviant or whatever and it sounds really weird i don't know too much about it because again because i was i was in my happy place uh over the weekend but um it was it's definitely been played up as as a um hate crime against asians which i, I got a feel for those two victims who weren't asian you know how, how their families must feel that you know the, the, those two those two folks who, who died uh, as though as though their their lives don't matter i i don't know it was, it was truly sobering and also sadly enough to uh, speaking of lime, lives that seemingly don't matter is that uh that shooting in the supermarket in bowler colorado uh, another just just disgusting uh story and an incident where where some dude walks into a store and and just starts opening fire. You know, there are a couple of witness accounts I saw that um, he wasn't spraying. He was shooting very, very purposefully. And I believe he, so far he's killed 20 people. Um, and it's caused the predictable out, outcry for uh, more gun control. Now, why, uh, you ask, is it, uh, is it gun control and, and not uh, hate crime? Well, apparently the, the scumbag who committed this particular uh, mass shooting um, was not some white dude, like so many of those others are. But this guy was a Syrian immigrant. Um, he's minority. He's a Muslim. He was wrapped up in a lot of anti-Trump rhetoric and anti-Trump hate. And and he uh, and all of his victims, at least to this point that I'm aware of, um, were all Caucasian. They're all white. Um, I, I haven't seen any emails from my company i haven't seen jeremy lynn tweet i haven't seen the nba and major league baseball and and fortune 500 companies tweeting um about the um hatred you know towards uh committed against you know white americans I, it, this one seems to be completely juxtaposed from all these others that we've seen but in, instead of the outcry of hate we're seeing this outcry against guns predictably and it's nauseating i again i can't take the hypocrisy i can't take the double standard uh, it's something that we gen actors just we see through and it just it's nauseating um but you know it, it's sad a sad weekend you know, so many people have, are, are dying that just shouldn't be they don't need to be whether it's those folks in the supermarket in colorado or those folks in spas in atlanta or all those uh, coming over the border um, before uh, amnesty is granted and who are losing their lives on a daily basis, seemingly. It's just sad. None of it should happen. 
Uh, hopefully it'll stop, but it doesn't seem like it will. It seems like our culture is spiraling more and more out of control. But what can you do other than living your best life? Now, speaking of living your best life, what I want to focus today on uh, what it's like for us Gen Xers and in, in parenting. Um, and how it's a little bit different than, than other, uh, other groups. Now, now, you know, we Gen Xers tend to be known, as, you know, growing up being latchkey kids and taking care of ourselves in, in, many, in many respects. And in, in a lot of respect, you, I kind of feel like in many ways I raised myself. You know, I was, I was very independent. I had to take, fend for myself uh, quite often. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've certainly not or I've done the best to avoid having my kids you know, go through that same thing. I want to be there for them. I want to spend time with them. And. And when you look at those others around us, you know, the boomers tend to seem to, to be the, more inclined to just, you know, work and work and work and work and work and, you know, well in, you know, past when you, we were told that they would and, and, and they want to, you know, go on uh, cruises and, you know, these, you know, all these experiences for themselves and, you know, millennials, you know, the, you know they seem to be, you know, jumping in into marriage and parenthood much later, you know, they seem to be really holding on to their 20s and, you know, their focus is much more social. It's much more on their friends. But, you know, we Gen Xers seem, by and large, uh, to be much more focused on, um, you know, time with family and, and time with our kids. Um, and again, that's not ironclad as, as far as, you know, boomers and millennials go, and, or even Gen Xers for that matter. But by and large, that seems to be, when you compare the, the groups as a whole, that seems to certainly to play out. Now, where that, uh, where that goes with, with me and in, in my, uh, my spring bake uh, this year, um, you know, about, let's say, maybe eight, nine years ago, um, right after my daughter was first born, I was, you know, had been very busy with work. I'd been traveling a lot, and you know, the kids were growing up, you know, super, super fast. And you know, I would, I would just miss them like crazy whenever I would travel. And you know, the it, the thought started to occur to me again, seeing this how fast they were growing up. I worried that time would get away from me, and before I knew it, they'd be leaving the house and. And I would have been, you know, working like crazy and doing all I could to provide for them, and they would have very few, if any, memories with me, you know, with with, with their dad. I, I I didn't want them, you know, to have that. I I didn't want them to feel like I didn't care and that they weren't important. And so I came up with this idea to uh, have some time with each of them on a spring break, and I I, I picked the age you know, right just before they turned ten. Or, or right after they turn nine, depending on how the calendar fell and, and the way their birthdays fall, um, on that spring break to take them anywhere in the U.S. You know of their choosing. Of course, you know kids being kids, you know they they all choose. You know decided to choose theme parks. Um, but I wanted again that I picked that age for a couple of reasons. First was on the more practical side. You know when when you go to you know these theme parks. The cutoff is tends to be ten years old when you have to pay adult rates. So, <laughs> just so I could could get them in right under the gun when while they're still nine, uh, I chose that. But but also too, that's right at the edge of that age when parents are still fun and cool. You know, just before that preteen and early teen age when they start to get uh, a little more distant. They start to you know think that mom and dad are lame and don't want to really spend you know so much time with them, and they you know bury their 
faces in a phone or in their you know their computer or their games or whatever it might be um, they're still much more open to spending you know that one-on-one time with their parents and so I decided to you know to take you know trips just you know a couple days you know three four days with them and just have one-on-one time with dad and now that I'm done with my daughter she's my youngest um, I'm now done with these and I look back on it and those are definitely some of the most cherished memories I have with each of them and and the time I spent with them has been absolutely invaluable. You know, my, my oldest son, he decided to, to, to go to Universal Orlando, and that was the first time either of us had ever gone. And my uh, sec- second uh, son, he wanted to go to Disneyland out in California. Again, he had been to Disney World a number of times. He wanted to see something that was a little bit different, but also kind of familiar. And he also wanted to see California. Again, heaven knows why. But yeah, he did. He wanted to see California. And, and both those trips, we had a ball, you know, having that time with each of them one-on-one. And I look back on those pictures and they just seem so little. And just still being able to talk about that with them is, is just priceless. Uh, my, my youngest son, he chose to go to Universal Orlando as well. And you know, by the time we had gone, it had been a number of years since I had gone with my oldest and you new know, things had opened up and we had our own special, unique you know, time there. And now my daughter, um, you know, she chose to go to Universal as well. You know, she had kind of, you know, had a tug of war when there was where she wanted to do that or California. And she ultimately picked Universal, which, you know, good thing because, uh, Obviously, Disneyland is not even available to us. It's been closed since last year. It's not going to be open until mid to late April, I believe. Uh, but we just got back, and it was just such a, a, a precious time to, to have with her and, and just to, to laugh and go on rides and just, just to have those memories uh, with her, you know, walking down you know, the, uh, the different areas of the park and listening to music and, you know, break out into my dad dance moves and just embarrass the crap out of her. And she was just cringing. And <laughs> it was just, it was, as a dad, you love that stuff, right? You, I think that's why dad jokes is just because you, you, you just love seeing your kids cringe and <laughs> the thought of their dad embarrassing them, which only makes it funnier, which only encourages dad more. And of course, that certainly did too. And it was just a stitch. And I, I just, I loved it. It was just, you know, so much fun um, to have those, uh, have that time with them. But now that I get back and and you know, looking forward to those those big trips are over. You know the the time with them is certainly not going to stop. You know it'll be much smaller. It'll be much more uh, shorter and smaller in scope. Um, it could just be a, a quick activity um, over you know weekend. It could be you know, going zip lining or whatever it is. You know to, honestly it doesn't matter. But um, I still want to focus on on that one on one time individually with them because. It, in a couple of years, you know, they're all going, you know, to be gone. But I've certainly, over the past number of years, I put a premium on time and memories um, because that's something that it, it just it lasts. It lasts with me. It lasts with them. You know, the the time and the influence that you can have with your kids one on one is is you just can't put a price on it. And and I'm at that stage where where I I, I put a premium on that. And I I. I I think that's something that uh, you know, we Gen Xers are, are a little bit separate and distinct from from our other generational counterparts. Where that's just that, that one-on-one time with our kids and being able to to spend that time with them is something that we we put the utmost importance on. Because when I again when I first came up with that, with this idea, 
again, aside from just seeing them grow up so fast and, and wanting them to have memories with me, it, it, the, the notion dawned on me at the time that in 10 years, I'm not going to look back on, on that time and wish that I had spent more time at work. And now I'm about seven years down from that, and it certainly holds true. And I know that now, you know, my, you know, my daughter will be out of the house in about eight years. And I know that when I look back on right now, as I'm talking to, to you at the water cooler, um, eight, eight years from now, I look back on this moment, I'm not going to wish that I spent more time at work. I'm not going to wish that I spent more time, you know, golfing and, and doing my things. You know, that's going to be you know, something I can do you know, when they're, when they're up, up and gone. But I'm going to you know, put a premium on, on that time. You know, that's one of the reasons I was so ecstatic to finally become a, a season ticket holder uh, for the Cubs, so I can have that easy excuse for for one-on-one time with each of them. You know, to have them pick a game and pick a promotion day that they're excited about, and and have the those few hours on a on a Saturday afternoon or or a night game uh, to be able to spend that time with them and. And it's just it's something that I know I cherish, and I, I I can see that in in my kids as as they get older, they they look back on that time and 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 can now joke about you know, things that we did, and and are and can look back fondly on on that time. And and so all you fellow Gen Xers, I'm sure you're doing something similar, but uh, I encourage you to you know, to savor that time with your kids, savor that time with your family, savor, savor that time with your parents as they get older, and and they're still around. Um, because it's, it's, it, it, I think we Gen Xers have, have a little bit different perspective, you know, a lot, much less on ourselves and much more on, on those around us and, and being able to have that sort of reciprocal, uh, relationship with them and, and have that, those, those special times, uh, with them. Because as you can see from all the nonsense that, that's been going on in our, in our culture over the past you know, months and, and year or so, you know, life is so short. It's so, it's so precious. It's so, it's so uncertain. And when you can take, you know, time uh, to spend time uh, with those who matter most, that's that's certainly certainly worth more than any any bonus or or promotion that you could ever receive, and any other success that you could get. You know, there's nothing you could publish or produce or put out on the web that could go viral that will ever have more value than your relationships with your family, your kids, your parents, and, and your spouse. And, and nothing can mean more to that. And, and I, I, I think there's, you know, I, I definitely noticed that with the millennials in particular, you know, you know being, getting fame on, on YouTube or, or our kids, Gen Z generation, you know, getting notoriety on TikTok and whatever platform, you know, that's of the utmost importance. But there's no... Amount of, of reach that you can make on any of those platforms that's worth more than your family, not worth more than your your parents, or your spouse, or your kids. So, you know, keep it up, Gen X. Keep keeping your your priorities in check. Keep it straight. Keep being you know kind to those around you, um, and uh, let let the nonsense happen. But just, just don't participate in all of the all of the you know polarized thinking and you know, you know don't uh, you know dumb people down to some lowest common denominator you know but in the meantime cherish your kids and, and enjoy all that time that you have uh with them so uh with that uh we'll, we'll get some water again later and and we'll talk about some of the other more pertinent pertinent uh topics of the day but until next time stay cool gen x